0: Hello everyone, Pastor Scott here from Good Samaritan Church in Las Vegas, Nevada and with me today is
1: Natalie Butler.
0: Natalie, good to have you back. Good
1: to be back.
0: I love it. I like doing podcasts, well I like doing them with Pastor Dom too, but I like doing them with you as well. Yeah, I enjoy them. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we're going to be continuing the message series that we've been doing called Reimagining Your Life and today's topic is reimagining my view of love, your view of love, and I love the fact that uh, Natalie had an opportunity to obviously hear the message when I presented it, and uh, has some insights that she can share with us, too. that, that's part of the kind of the cool thing about doing the podcast is not just taking the sermon and redoing it, right? But maybe adding a, adding little, a little to little it bit and
1: having some discussion about it. Yeah.
0: yeah, and besides that, she's a lot younger and <laughs> has a different perspective than us old guys. But don't hold that against me. So, uh, if you're listening for the first time, a special welcome to you. Um, we, if you want to visit the website, feel free to go to www.goodsamlv.com. If you want more information, or if If you find this podcast helpful uh, as you're listening to it too, feel free to share it Mm -hmm. uh, with your family or friends, uh, whoever might find it helpful. But I guess, Natalie, kind of to kick things off, um, we've been looking at a whole lot of different topics so far in this uh, series of podcast episodes and that too. And there's a lot that could be said about love.
1: Oh, so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so, you know, let's say reimagining our view of love. So I think this is obviously from a Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. It's a faith-based way of thinking about it. And probably even a little more specifically God-centric, if you will. Right. Uh, Natalie, when did you get married? It's been, what, a year and a... Uh,
1: Just over two years. Two
0: years, wow. Time goes fast. Yes, it does. <laughs> and uh, and so Natalie's newer at the marriage thing. I, I for me Natalie, I, I, I guess I should know. It's gosh twenty. I hope my wife's not listening to this. <laughs> it's it's over twenty five years. It's like twenty eight years. It's hard to believe how fast time goes. Yes. But anyway, but that's not the kind of love we're talking about. I was going to say
1: I wish I had looked up all the different Greek. Yeah. Love terms, um, well, I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you know, now that you put me on the spot, um, but I mean, the Greeks do have different words for yeah. love, and it's the the love between a a couple, mm-hmm. if you will, it's love between... Who like would a say, brotherly yep,
1: love?
0: and that, that could be our literal brother, yeah, or brothers and sisters in friend. Christ, yeah. friends, but then it's that God love, mm-hmm. and that's probably a lot more of where we're going to be focused uh, today, but you know I shared when i when I preached this that partly where I'm coming from is that um, so many people I think grew up in churches if they grew up in a church mm-hmm. where God wasn't a God of love
1: right
0: it was much more about God being very judgmental mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, someone to be scared of, and I mean we're supposed to. Obviously be respectful of God and God is a lot more powerful than we are But we understand him to be a God of love and that was kind of the first point That I shared with is that love really begins with God
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Love begins with God if we're going to reimagine how we think about love uh, especially Related to our faith is that we have to remember that love begins with God Jesus was put on the spot obviously he handled it well <laughs> when the religious leaders said what are the greatest commandments uh, and in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to 38 he said you must love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind and this is the first and the greatest commandment and so we're supposed to love God and we're going to come back to this later in the podcast but It's impossible, Mm -hmm. really, to love God this way. Because I've never met anybody. I mean, you're pretty good.
1: I I try.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind? Yes. Really?
1: And what's fascinating about this verse, to to give a little context, they were asking what is the greatest commandment.
0: That's right. And
1: a lot of times we think of the Ten Commandments, you know, love God first, don't take his name in vain, you know, don't covet your neighbor, blah, blah, blah. But these were Jews. Yep. And at the time, they had 613
0: A commandments. bunch of laws, a bunch if of commandments.
1: I am pretty sure yep. that it's around that number. So they weren't saying, you know, what's the greatest of the Big Ten? They were saying, of these 600-something laws, what are... The greatest.
0: And, and Jesus says this one. Yes. Love the Lord your God with our, your heart, soul, and mind. And we're going to get to the second one mm-hmm. in a little bit, too. But love begins with God. So we're, we're to love God like that. But then, really, we're supposed to do it because of how he loves us. Right. And that's where I shared from 1 John 4, where it says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. And then the, these three powerful words. Mm-hmm. God is love. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. God is love. And so love begins with God. We're to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, but the reason we're supposed to is because God is love. Right,
1: because He loves us so much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so, and then 1 John 4 continues whoever lives in love lives in God, mm-hmm. and God in them. And this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence in the day of judgment. In this world, we're like Jesus. Uh, Sometimes. Sometimes. We try. (laughs) We try to be. And then in verse 18, there is no fear fear in love. Mm -hmm. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Mm -hmm. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because God first loved us. Right. And so that's where it begins.
1: And we've talked about that in youth ministry because there there are times that you hear the phrase, you know, to fear God. Yep. And and what does that mean? And and it's not a fear of being smited or a fear of, of receiving punishment. It's a it's a fear out of having respect. Right. Um and awe of yep. him. Yep. Um fearing his power in the sense that we know he's so much bigger but not because we're afraid that we'll get
0: hurt. He's God and we're not. Right. And so we fear him. Right. But then knowing like God's word tells us Mm -hmm. that God is love. Right. Puts a whole different twist in that Absolutely. You know and if God can love us like that and God does love us like that then we fear him, we respect him because he does. Right,
1: right. And it, It's more of a, f- a fear of um, letting him down yeah. rather mm-hmm. than fearing the consequences of letting him yeah. down, if that makes sense, yeah. that distinction. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, even as you say that, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple, and I can't say their names because I didn't ask permission, yeah. <laughs> but a couple women mm-hmm. who... Um, you know because of the pandemic hadn't been here in a long time and they called me and said well can we come back and I said well you're always welcome back but I said you know that's up to you if you don't you know and they said no we feel safe and I said are you afraid the roof's gonna fall in on you (laughs) (laughs) yes and they they started because I think a lot of people think like that and so the first Sunday they were here I saw them out there and I went out I didn't say anything I just looked up at the sky above them and I said hey roof's fine. We're all good. You're okay. God is not going <laughs> to get Nothing
1: caught you. on fire. There's no earthquake.
0: <laughs> but, but I think it, it, it's why I started the message that way is mm-hmm. that if God is love and he is mm-hmm. according to his word mm-hmm. and according to what Jesus said and what Jesus did because Jesus is God the Son mm-hmm. um, then that starts to enable us to reimagine our view of yeah. love yeah it begins with God because God is love
1: yeah and it begins with God loving us yes not with us loving yeah. he doesn't love us because we love him right it's the other way around we love him because he already loves us so much
0: um exactly and and, and so I, I we love because he first yes. loved us yes. is what first john 4:19 says so little hard and i mentioned this in the, in, in the message um it's kind of hard to wrap our minds around this and so as we reimagine or we rethink our view of love I'd also encourage you as a listener to the podcast to, you know, just ask God's Holy Spirit to help you um, understand that, yet knowing I'm not sure we're fully capable ever in this life of understanding that. But that's kind of one of the cool things about it too, because there's always something new. Yeah, it's kind of like two people being in love. There's all you know when you're in love. There's always new stuff to discover. You're always
1: learning new things, and you're going,
0: "Oh, okay," you know. Yes, I love them for that too, and I think that kind of relationship can exist with God. Mm -hmm. Second point that I shared was love is directed towards others. Mm -hmm. It's directed towards others. Obviously, um, the first part. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. But then Jesus said, again in Matthew 22, verse 39, he said a second commandment mm-hmm. is equally important. And he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so of those 600 and whatever commandments there are, they're all based on these two. Right. And, and and so we're not going to worry if people know all six hundred, more mm. or less all ten of mm-hmm. <laughs> the big ones. But love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Um. And and, and it's interesting because our church, Good Samaritan, gets its name uh, from the parable Jesus tells after these commandments yeah. are shared. And. You know, here's an example of the Good Samaritan, and that's another topic another day. But it was the Good Samaritan who didn't worry about all the other laws Mm -hmm. that were um, in place that um, some of the religious leaders worried about, because he saw his neighbor in need and chose to love him. And Jesus made a point of that, and I think it's something we always have to remember too, that love is directed towards others. Romans 13.8, If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. Yes. Now, I know you know the answer to this, Natalie, so I'm not putting you on the spot, but who is our neighbor?
1: I am so glad you asked. (laughs) Our neighbor is Everyone. Yeah. It's not just the person who lives next door. Yeah. Um, it's not just the people that you like. Um, in fact, if there's somebody who's coming to mind right now that you're like, mm, do I really have to love them? Yep, they're your neighbor too. In fact, in that story of the Good Samaritan, the examples of the people that he used, the people who ignored the man that was injured were the people who the Pharisees would have expected to help. Yep, And the Samaritan they didn't get along. That's they didn't right. interact with That's each other. Right. In fact, the Samaritan would have been considered an enemy. Yep. And yet they were the ones who yeah. stopped. And so Jesus was making the point that even if you disagree about things, even mm. if you don't have the same beliefs or you don't get along, like the people who live, um, everyone is your neighbor. Yeah. Even those people that you find difficult to love.
0: And that, uh, boy, for a a, a, a message that mm-hmm. needs to be heard mm-hmm. today,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's that. Yeah. Because we live in such a divided world right now. And, I mean, we've talked a lot about that this last year especially. But, I mean, it, it really kind of grieves my heart to see how little love we appear to have for each other. hmm um, and there are a lot of Christians, okay. Like and I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not sitting here recording this saying I've got this perfect too because right. I struggle with it too. In fact, the day before I preached this sermon, I I went to, um, well, I, I I watch an online auction site, and so I bought a couple little things. I can't remember what it was. I guess it was a coffee maker. Yes. And so I went across town to pick up the coffee maker, and. It was in a part of town I, I wasn't familiar with, so I had the maps you know on my iPhone and it was telling me where to go. and finally the house is on my left, so I make a UE turn up, and all of a sudden this van is right in back of me, and I am on the street in public parking, and this guy I get out and the guy goes, "You're in my place." <laughs> and I said, "I'm on the street that's public par-. He said, "That's where I always park." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really, you jerk! Mm -hmm. Sorry for using that four-letter word, but I didn't say it out loud. I was thinking it though, and so I get in my truck and I shove it into reverse and I demonstrate my anger with him. Pull into the uh, driving or the the driveway where I pick up my coffee pot and then I speed away. And then I remember what I had to preach about, (laughs) and I'm going. (laughs) <laughs> that is not, well, in fact, the guy who was selling the stuff, I, I made the comment because he saw what had happened and I said, is he always like that? And he said, yeah, he's really kind of a jerk. And no, I said, that's what I thought. And I thought, well, here, here I was a pastor kind of encouraging two neighbors not to get along and I wasn't liking him. And so it's hard. Yeah. And yet the guy who I thought was a jerk is my neighbor. Yeah. And I wasn't being very christ-like now i would argue i had a reason i thought i was right (laughs) but even if i think i'm right Mm -hmm. i wasn't being a very good neighbor yeah
1: and i want to point out in that story it's not that you were mean to him right you didn't call him a jerk to his face but i'm thinking it yep and that's what's so interesting i forget where it is but Jesus makes a point a lot of times that like, it's not always your actions. It's how you think. It's how you think. And and what's in your heart that's important. So even if you're not being outrightly mean to somebody, if you hold that resentment or that disdain or that anger toward them, you're still not loving your neighbor.
0: And so, yeah, I I totally agree. And that's why it's so important to reimagine or rethink the Mm -hmm. way we think about love. Yeah. And... If love is to be directed towards others, as Jesus makes very clear, then how am I thinking about others? Mm -hmm. How am I conducting myself? How am I speaking? How am I taking action? Mm -hmm. And boy, you know, and we don't have time and I don't want to go there with all of it, but I mean, whether that's in politics, Mm -hmm. economics, Mm -hmm. race relations, Mm -hmm. in our marriages or relationships, neighbors, people at work. There's just so many places. And so, I mean, we, we have to reimagine how we think about love yeah. uh, when we know what we're called to do. Right. And, um, yeah, it, it's... Thank goodness God is love.
1: Right, right. <laughs> well, and, you know, going back to the first point that it begins with God, God loves us so much, when we remember that God also loves yeah. that person That's right. so much, That's right. it helps us to rethink how we love them
0: as well. You know, sometimes um I I have to remind myself of that and I'll see someone or 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 hear something and one of my prayers goes something like this just a internal prayer if you will not necessarily spoken out loud is Lord, you love, mm-hmm. you, love mm-hmm. you love that person just as much as you love me. You love that person just as you much as you love Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. You love that person, you love me just as much as you love, you know, you name them. Yeah. A- and so it's not that he loves anyone more or less. It's mm-hmm. all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if he does, and then mm-hmm. I'm called to do that too. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Which kind of leads into the last point Mm -hmm. and and i said that love is the greatest and you know maybe that sounds kind of weird but where it comes from is first corinthians 13 and a lot of times this is used in weddings Mm -hmm. but well you you were saying because i i meant i i said it shouldn't just be in weddings and You you said what? Yeah,
1: a couple weeks ago I was actually in a Zoom call um, and the devotion that the person was leading was regarding this verse. Um, We kind of read the first couple during the message, you know, if I could speak all languages of earth and angels, but didn't love others, et cetera, et cetera. But right after this in first Corinthians 13, four, it starts to list characteristics of love. It says love is patient and love is kind and love doesn't boast and it's not rude. And, and it doesn't keep any records of wrongs. And it talks about what love is, what love is, what love is. And that's the verse that you tend to hear read at weddings. Yep. Couples probably have it on a wedding sign in their house, you know. A lot of people kind of turn to that. I've seen articles about moms telling their daughters, like, if you like this boy, replace love with his name, you know, is so-and-so patient, is so-and-so kind, et cetera, et cetera. But what's so interesting is 1 Corinthians wasn't written to a couple. It wasn't part of premarital counseling. (laughs) It wasn't
0: for weddings.
1: It was written to the church in Corinth. Yep. It was written to this group of people telling them As the church, this is how you're supposed to love each other and how you're supposed to love everyone else. It's not just for, you know, a husband and wife. It's not just romantic love. This is how you're supposed to love in general.
0: And yet, going back to the first point, we're supposed to love the Lord your God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And I said, that's impossible. Yes. And... The reality is, so is this.
1: Yeah. Um, during that devotion, another woman had commented, she said, but look at that list. She said, I don't know about you, but <laughs> I struggle with a lot of those things. Are
0: you always patient no, with Robin?
1: I'm, I'm not always patient. <laughs> I'm not always kind. Sometimes I'm rude, like sometimes I can be boastful. There it's very hard to live like that. But the point that she made, she said, but that is a definition of who. Jesus is,
0: yeah.
1: and what's so fascinating is Jesus is God, yep, and God is love,
0: and love is
1: patient and kind and doesn't hold record of wrongs and it's not boastful. That is the heart of who God is and how He loves us.
0: Yeah, I love that, you know, and I have used when when I've conducted weddings and they want this red. Uh-huh. I will talk to a couple ahead of time and say, you know, one of the things I really want you to deal with is love keeps no record of wrongs. Yes. Because so many couples, but it isn't just couples, uh-huh. it's friends, it's brothers and sisters, your sisters and sisters. Parents or, and it, kids. Exactly. Kids and parents. Something yeah. happens, something gets said, and then it never gets dropped.
1: Yes.
0: And, and my comment was in the sermon was, what if God wasn't Mm. like he is Mm -hmm. what if God did keep a record of wrongs yeah uh and thank God he doesn't when we belong to him through Christ because Christ paid the price in the cross for us so that the record is wiped clean right
1: when we pray the Lord's Prayer we say forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And it's not like, you know, forgive us while we do that. It's (laughs) forgive us in the same way. You know, we're, we're asking to be forgiven as we forgive other people.
0: And, and, and so Paul at the end of this chapter, he says, so these three remain faith, hope, and love. And where I got the word love is the greatest. And the greatest of these is love. Yes. And so, um, Boy, that's just, again, it's so hard to wrap our earthly minds around that. But if we can rethink or reimagine our view of love in being the greatest, but it's the greatest because it's God. Yeah. And it's who Jesus, when he was here on earth as a human living his life out, it's who he was. Right. And it's who we're called to be. Right. And it's why we need the Holy Spirit's help uh, to live it out on a daily basis, because it's hard for us to do on our own. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, um, said some great words in chapter 3. And I I made the comment, I said, usually we read this at a funeral. Yeah. (laughs) And it shouldn't just be at a funeral.
1: Right. So 1
0: Corinthians 13 shouldn't be said just for weddings, and Romans 3 shouldn't just be at funerals. But what I love in verse 39, it says... Uh, No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation, will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord.
1: Yes, and I want to point out nothing in all of creation because that includes us. Yeah, yeah. Because we said earlier that... um, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. But if God loves us with patience and kindness and doesn't hold a record of wrongs and isn't boastful, we have to remember that what we do also can't separate us that's right. from that love.
0: Thank God.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: And, and, and I would say, and that's the good news. Yes. From Good Sam today, it's really good news from God.
1: Yeah, it's just
0: from Good <laughs> for Sam for every day. <laughs> it, that's right, and it's yeah, it's it is for every day, and I mean, what what better message can there be? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just pray that as you li- like I said, as you listen to this, uh, let God's Spirit uh, just help you reimagine that view of love that you might have, because I really believe. It can be enhanced, and mm-hmm. it can be deepened, and it can be made so much more complete. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that when I'm called home to be with God, I will know God's love in all its fullness. Mm-hmm. Now we just get a little picture, a little glimpse of it. Um, I think because we limit.
1: Oh, for sure. Limited ourselves, and that's what I was going to say. If your experience with love is. Impacting how you view God's love yeah. for you, I really want to challenge that. Yeah. You know, if you if your experience with love is that it's conditional, yeah. um, or that you have to earn it or yeah. be good enough for yeah. it, God's love is not That's that. That's
0: right. That's right. Because a lot of times, how we view God's love is from our human relationships, yeah. and 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 a lot of those are hurtful. Mm-hmm. And but that's not the same as God, right? In that, so yeah. I think we should have a prayer for too. the people who are listening. I'm going to start, and then would you end it? Yeah, Natalie? absolutely. And that, Lord, as people are listening right now to this podcast, I just pray that uh, your Holy Spirit would touch them and help them to experience and to reimagine their view of love. Help them to see you. As a God who is love, who is so loving, so caring, so willing to forgive and so willing to wrap your arms around them. Uh, Just be with them and touch their lives today.
1: And uh, help us to not only love others the way you love us, but also remember to love ourselves with that same grace and that same forgiveness and patience. Um, Continue to work in us and through us. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Hey! Thanks, everyone, for listening. Natalie, thanks for sharing. I love it when you thanks
1: for having are me. <laughs> able to
0: do this and. Uh Again, it's this is Pastor Scott and
1: Natalie Butler
0: from Good Samaritan Church and School in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And if you'd like more information, well, just one more time, go to www.goodsamlv.com and you can search our website. If you come to, if you're not from Vegas and you're visiting, come and worship with us. Yes. worship online with us. Or if you are in Vegas, feel free to join us because we'd love to have you here. Yes. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thank you.